0: forward issue 162 august 2017 rp fighting blindness registered charity number 1153851
1: your readers today are jeff strutt
2: vanessa davis
1: and tom o'neill inside services department track one research updates track two anniversary rose track three worldwide walk track four Annual Conference Success, Track 5, Working Age Group Project Update, Track 6, Retina International Congress, Track 7, Family Funds, Track 8, Staff Updates, Track 9, and Be My Eyes app, Track 10.
2: Exciting times ahead for RPFB. RP Fighting Blindness has enjoyed a busy and productive first half of the year with a fantastic New Look Annual Conference taking place the successful Families Conference running in May and the Helpline Volunteer Training Weekend taking place last month. The charity is moving ahead with a number of exciting initiatives including the Working Age Group Project and we're redeveloping our services provision, more about which you can learn in this issue of Look Forward. We've welcomed a new member to fundraising team at head office and have attended site Village events in Scotland and Birmingham. The remainder of 2017 looks set to be just as busy and we're excited for what lies ahead.
1: Letter from the Chief Executive, Tina Houlihan. I hope this latest issue of Look Forward finds you well. I'm delighted to report we've had a great year so far, with the head office team working hard to put on events, fundraising and representing us in the sector. I'd like to take this opportunity to thank our wonderful Helpline volunteers who recently met in Milton Keynes to undergo their annual training. These people are the backbone of our support services, offering guidance and advice to those affected by inherited progressive sight loss. They're often the first port of call for those recently diagnosed and the importance of the work they do on our behalf cannot be underestimated. I met with them at this year's training weekend and continue to be humbled by their dedication, professionalism and care for our community. In this issue of Look Forward you can learn more about our research, some of the staffing changes at head office and upcoming events. We've committed more than ever this year to funding research and improving our services so please do check out our website and explore the different ways you can support us please do feel free to email me at chiefexecutive at rpfightingblindness.org.uk. All feedback and comments are welcome. Thank you for your ongoing support.
2: Do you follow us on Facebook and Twitter? Search for RP Fighting Blindness on Facebook to find our page and various groups and follow us on Twitter on at RP fighting Blind for the latest updates and news about the charity.
0: RP Fighting Blindness funds medical research into inherited retinal dystrophies and offers a range of information and support services to patients and their families. PO Box 350, Buckingham, MK181GZ Email info at uk. Telephone for the office is 01280 821 334 And the telephone for the helpline is 0845 123 2354.
2: Virgin Money London Marathon. The 2017 Virgin Money London Marathon was once again a huge success with 16 runners fundraising for RP Fighting Blindness. Every single runner finished the marathon with fantastic times, a great achievement. They were greeted at the Taj Hotel for the post race reception by the fundraising team, friends, and family, and were treated to well deserved sports massages from Hannah Kenny from Body2Go and RPFB supporter Liz Pimperton, plus showers and a buffet. The atmosphere at the post race reception was amazing, with everyone cheering each time another runner returned from the race. Next year's marathon will take place on Sunday, the 22nd of April 2018, and we have 19 places available for next year. Join Team RP today.
1: The Big Half The Big Half is a brand new half marathon in London, organised by the creators of the Virgin Money London Marathon, and we have 45 places available for Team RP runners. It will start adjacent to Tower Bridge, follow much of the London Marathon course in reverse, and finish by the Cutty Sark in Greenwich. Taking place on Sunday the fourth of March 2018, it also features a fantastic festival with food from around the world, music and other entertainment for the whole family to enjoy. If you'd like to join Team RP for this or any of our other events, please contact Emily Webb on 1280 821334 or email her on Emily at rpfightingblindness.org.uk RPFB Services Department.
0: We're excited to announce an important change at RP Fighting Blindness. We're reformulating our services provision and increasing its breadth and scope following consultation with members, volunteers and other charities. Previously, our engagement department was responsible for service delivery, patient support and professional engagement work. This department has now evolved into the Services Department and will retain many of its previous remits such as management of our helpline services, befriending, information, support and patient events as well as taking on new responsibilities. The new Services Department will be structured differently to facilitate a more regional model of working. Instead of being wholly office-based, we will be employing regional development managers spread across five different areas of the UK. This means there will be more local-to-you support and events being made available. The key benefit of the introduction of a regional model for the provision of support services is that we will be able to actively reach more people with inherited retinal dystrophies and their families through a variety of means. This will include encouraging and facilitating peer-to-peer support, more effectively than ever before. A better calendar of regional events and working more closely with the RPFB Local Group Network. Each regional development manager will work closely with local and national sight loss charities in that area in order to identify and reach people with an inherited retinal dystrophy to ensure that members of the community are able to access the support they need and are appropriately signposted to other local services we believe we will be able to reach out to those living across the UK much more effectively with this new model. Initially, this new department is being headed up by Anthony Moore, who has a wealth of service provision and community support experience. Anthony is joining the organisation in early September and will be coming from the National Deaf Children's Society, where he is currently employed as Head of Children and Families Support Services. Denise Rawdon has been promoted to Volunteer Development Manager and will be working closely with Anthony as the new department takes shape. We will be looking to recruit our first Regional Development Manager in the coming months and then will employ a rolling programme to complete the new model. We anticipate this new regional model taking time and effort to complete and establish. This is an exciting and completely fresh approach for the organisation to take but one which we feel is essential to grow our patient support offering. We're looking forward to working with our partner organisations more and more over the coming years and improving how we offer our services and support to you.
1: Helpline Training Weekend July saw our dedicated RP Helpline volunteers come together for our annual Helpline Volunteer Training Weekend at Kent's Hill Training and Conference Centre in Milton Keynes. This weekend is important for the Helpline volunteers as it provides an opportunity to learn new skills, review best practices and to learn from guest speakers. This year we heard from Judith Potts from Esme's Umbrella about Charles Bonnet syndrome, Fiona Powell joined us from RNIB Eye Health team to talk about various conditions that fall under our umbrella and Dr Stephen Hicks presented updates about his smart glasses technology. The team were also joined over the weekend by Tina Houlihan, RPFB's CEO, who took the opportunity to update volunteers about the latest development at the charity. Emma Hughes, Deputy Chief Executive, Deborah Lang, our Senior Fundraising Manager, and Claire Puderruth, our Administrative Assistant, joined the team to help over the weekend, as well as Thomas O'Neill, our Communications and PR Manager. The weekend is also an important opportunity for the team to get together and support each other. A great deal of learning happens over dinner and a glass of wine, when the team get a chance to share experiences and socialise. The weekend was a great success and we'd like to say a big thank you to all of our Helpline volunteers. Without their hard work and dedication, we have been able to offer this unique and valuable service.
0: Track 2 New Research Projects Following our Innovation Fund appeal, we're excited to announce that the RP Fighting Blindness Board of Trustees has chosen three new research projects to fund. Their decision was particularly difficult this year as all of the shortlisted projects featured internationally competitive research. Finally, after much deliberation, the following projects were chosen. Firstly, identification and functional characterization of the missing ABCA4 variants in Stargardt disease. ABCA4 mutations affect the majority of people with recessive Stargardt disease and about 30% of those with rod dystrophy. This project aims to develop a cost-effective sequencing method for the entire ABCA4 gene, sequence 1,000 Stargardt's cases worldwide, and finalise a process for testing the effects of mutations. Ultimately, the diagnosis of people with an ABCA4 mutation will be improved and the identification of those suitable for participation in future clinical trials made easier. Secondly, modelling effects of TIMP3 mutations in RPE, insights into Sorsby fundus dystrophy and night blindness in retinal dystrophies. This project aims to explore how changes in a protein called TIMP3 damage the retinal pigment epithelium, RPE, leading to Sorsby fundus dystrophy. The team will also look at whether gene editing technology might be viable treatment for the condition. And finally, non-viral gene therapy using S-stroke-MAR vectors for Usher syndrome. This project explores an alternative to traditional gene therapy, which may have implications for a wide range of inherited retinal dystrophies, not just Usher syndrome. S-stroke Marl vectors have the capacity to hold much larger genes and they have no viral components. The team will explore whether this new approach represents a safe and effective future treatment option. We need your help. We're so excited about each and every one of these projects and we look forward to bringing you updates as the teams start work. Those of you who donated to our innovation fund have already made an important contribution – but we need to continue raising money to deliver this new and groundbreaking research. A number of fundraising activities in the coming months will be raising funds for these projects, so look out for these and please give generously if you can. For example, the Big Give Christmas Challenge launches on Hash Giving Tuesday, 28th of November, and continues for one week. During that week we'll be raising funds for the Usher Syndrome Non-Viral Gene Therapy Project and every donation you give will be doubled, meaning you can make a huge difference. If you would like more information about the Big Give Christmas Challenge or can help us spread the word about this campaign, please contact Deborah on 01280 821334 or email Deborah at rpfightingblindnessalloneword.org.uk Runners in this year's Oxford Half Marathon will also be raising funds for these exciting projects.
1: Paid-for announcement by Second Sight NHS England has announced it is to evaluate 10 British patients who will be implanted with the Argus II retinal prosthesis system following their progress for a year measuring quality of life improvements experienced by the patients. Surgeries will take place at Moorfields Eye Hospital in London by Professor Lyndon de Cruz and at Manchester Royal Eye Hospital with the surgeon there being Professor Paolo Stanger. Once the evaluation has been completed, NHS England will decide whether to routinely pay for this artificial vision treatment for patients who have lost a significant amount of sight due to RP. If you or a family member would like to consider contributing as a patient candidate for the evaluation, please call UK free phone 0800 520 0925 for more information. That number again is 0800 520 0925 This advertisement is paid for by the company, and its inclusion in this newsletter does not imply any preferential endorsement by RP Fighting Blindness. Track 3.
2: RP Fighting Blindness Anniversary Rose. As many of you will be aware, RP Fighting Blindness was honoured last year by the British Isles Rose Society, which bred a brand new rose to mark our 40th anniversary. We're delighted to announce that the rose, named A Vision of Hope, is now available for sale from RV Roger of Pickering. You can order them online by visiting www.rvroger.co.uk or by calling 01751 472 226. The roses are deep pink with yellow hues. Each rose sold will benefit RP fighting blindness, with 2 pounds of each sale being donated to us. We'd like to say a personal thank you to David Wills, chairman of the British Isles Rose Society, who has been instrumental in this wonderful tribute to our charity.
0: RPFB treks. West Highland Way, 20th to 26th of August. On the 20th of August, 2017, a group of 11 trekkers have embarked on the West Highland Way Trek for RP Fighting Blindness. The group of adventurers will be taking on 96 miles of trekking through fantastic scenery over six days. The group is made up of a mixture of fully sighted and visually impaired people. Check our Facebook page for regular updates while they are taking on their challenge. 2018 Trek our plans for the 2018 trek are well underway and after an online poll and votes at the annual conference the destination has been narrowed down to two options Mont Blanc and Transylvania. If you are interested in either of these treks please let us know. Contact Emily on 01280 821334 or emily at rpfightingblindness or oneword.org.uk Firstly, Mont Blanc. Location, France, Switzerland and Italy. Length of challenge, five days, month, June or July, to be confirmed. Take in three countries in three days of trekking as you circle the highest peak in Western Europe. And Transylvania. Location, Romania. Length of challenge, six days, month, July, to be confirmed. Trek through ancient forests and breathtaking valleys, as you experience the home of Dracula. Track 4
2: On the 31st of March 2017, Robin Frape and Julie Binnington set off from their home on the Isle of Wight on an epic challenge to walk around the world for RP fighting blindness. Their aim was simple to raise vital funds for the organisation and to collect visual memories for Robin, who is losing his sight due to RP. So far, they have trekked across England and will next be walking around Wales, before heading up to Scotland, over to Ireland and then going to Portugal and beyond. Robin even took a side trip in June and trekked to Annapurna Base Camp. Their challenge so far hasn't been completely smooth sailing, with a few injuries sustained, and Robin having to take a trip to Moorfields Eye Hospital due to a swollen macula. Thankfully, the operation required went well, and Robin and Julie are now looking forward to the next phase of their adventure. You can read Robin's story, see updates and donate on their JustGiving page at www.justgiving.com forward slash fundraising forward slash walking hyphen terra hyphen firma. If you'd like to get involved with fundraising for our work, check out our website for fundraising ideas and tips.
1: First Synthetic Retina Created a student at the University of Oxford has engineered a novel prototype retina. The product is a synthetic soft tissue retina comprised of soft water droplets and biological cell membrane options. Lead researcher Vanessa RessRepperschild created cell cultures from natural biodegradable materials that don't contain foreign bodies or living entities. Opting for this method means the experimental implant is less invasive and won't cause an adverse reaction in the body. The goal of this implant is to closely mimic the natural human retinal process. Retinas are situated at the back of the eye, where they use protein cells to convert light into electrical signals. These signals move through the nervous system, activating a response in the brain and ultimately building an image of the scene being viewed. The synthetic materials can generate electrical signals, which stimulate the neurons at the back of our eye, just like the original retina, elaborated Restrepo The implant was designed to work like a camera where the cells work as pixels detecting and reacting forming a grayscale image according to the announcement. Ultimately, the goal of this experiment is to develop the next generation of less invasive medical technologies closely resembling human body tissues for treating conditions like RP. A patent has been filed for this technology, but the next phase of testing will involve using a larger replica to explore for the potential for it to recognise different colours and potentially even shapes and symbols. The study was published in the Journal of Scientific Reports. You can follow ours and other organisations' research news on our website. Track five.
2: Annual conference success. June the twenty fourth saw the RP Fighting Blindness Annual Conference take place in London. The event was a great success, and we welcomed almost two hundred people to one America Square near Tower Hill. In a change to the past few years, we chose a new venue and refreshed the conference format, incorporating workshops. We also introduced a more in-depth written programme, including speaker biographies, AGM information and other useful communications. We launched an app this year too, so delegates could look up information about the event on the go and simplified lunch. All these changes were implemented following careful consideration of the 2016 feedback. Our chair of the board, Don Grocott, acted as host for the day and kept the pace up. We were fortunate enough to track some of the country's leading scientific researchers as speakers, with Professor Mike Cheatham of UCL presenting on small molecular therapies, Professor Tara Moore of Ulster University presenting on correcting genetic mistakes, and Professor Susie Downs of Oxford Eye Hospital speaking about genetic testing. Long-serving medical trustee Professor John Marshall, MBE, presented the John Marshall Award for RP Science to Professor Mike Cheatham, a fitting tribute to a man who has done so much for both the charity and RP research. Mike accepted the award on behalf of the team he worked with on the published paper Identification and Correction of Mechanisms Underlying Inherited Blindness in Human IPSC-derived Optic Cups. Our Chief Executive, Tina Houlihan, addressed the audience and showed a short video about the charity's work, which featured a broad range of people involved with our work, from trustees and staff to fundraisers and helpliners. You can view this video on our website. The RP Awards followed Tina's presentation, and our Deputy Chief Executive, Emma Hughes, announced the nominees and winners. You can learn more about these on our website. Our inspirational speaker presented after lunch this year's was Steve Bay MBE, athlete, adventurer and professional speaker with RP. His talk about his journey was truly inspirational and he proved a great hit with this year's delegates. We held our workshop sessions in the afternoon and attendees had a choice of five one-hour sessions. These consisted of genetic management, retinal implant technology, benefits, RNIB Connect and online today and employment. We had some fantastic workshop facilitators, and thanks must go to Second Sight, who sponsored the Retinal Implant Technology Workshop and provided the facilitators. The ever-popular RP Question Time was one of the final sessions of the day, with the morning's medical speakers joining Professor John Marshall, MBE, on the stage to take questions from our delegates. A broad range of topics were covered, from the effect of Brexit on British and European research, to inheritance patterns and in the RP Genome Project's relationship with the 100,000 Genome Project. Our chair, Don Grocott, rounded off the conference by addressing the audience, thanking them for attending and, of course, the day's speakers. The formal AGM followed the conference, where resolutions were passed to adopt the annual report and accounts for 2016, reappoint our auditors, and re elect trustees who were due for re election. If you'd like to learn more, you can request a copy of the Minutes of the AGM by contacting Head Office. We hope everyone who attended enjoyed the day, and we would like to thank the many speakers and workshop facilitators who so generously gave their time for making the day possible. Thanks must also go to the volunteer guides from Guide Dogs who helped many of our delegates. Audio recordings from the day are available on our website. Please note only the Genetic Management Workshop was recorded on the day. Should you have queries about any RP Fighting Blindness event, please contact Head Office on 01280 821 334 or email info at rpfightingblindness.org.uk.
0: Track 6 Working Age Group Project Update You will have learnt in the previous issue of Look Forward about the launch of our Working Age Group Project a partnership project led by us with involvement from Thomas Pocklington Trust and RNIB. The aim of this project is to inform the development of useful, relevant and sustainable support services with a view to future-proofing careers for when visually impairment becomes a reality. We want to ensure that working-age people who are living with degenerative sight loss have choices about their future working lives know in advance their options with regards to employment and have support to fulfil their ambitions. We called for people to register their interest in participating as we will be requiring people to share their experiences of finding and retaining employment with an inherited retinal dystrophy. We were keen to get a good geographic spread of people and a range of ages and employment histories. We're delighted so many of you responded, but we'd love more people who might be willing to share their experiences about employment. We want to connect with working-age people who are living with degenerative sight loss and understand their experiences of seeking work, maintaining careers, employment services and professional development. This means we'll be travelling the country conducting face-to-face interviews holding discussion and focus groups, and distributing questionnaires and performing other data-gathering exercises. This activity will commence in the next few months, and we're excited to be leading this initiative. We firmly believe that employment services are of huge importance to our community, and we see this as the first step to influencing and improving employment outcomes. If you'd like to register your interest for possible participation in this research project – please email our communications and PR manager, Thomas O'Neill, your location and a brief summary of your employment situation. His email address is tom at rpfightingblindness, all one word, .org.uk. Track 7.
2: 20th Retinal International World Congress The 20th Retinal International World Congress will be held in Auckland, New Zealand from February the 7th to the 11th, 2018. The Retina International World Congress brings together the world's foremost retinal scientists and clinicians, along with the global leaders in patient advocacy and peer support. Retinal International 2018 will offer patients and their families, clinicians, rehabilitation professionals, students and anyone with an interest in retinal disorders with interactive learning and network opportunities that include short scientific presentations expert panels, treatment approach, plenaries and social events. The Congress will include insight into retinal research in areas such as genes and gene therapy, cell therapy and regenerative medicine, retinal implant technology, novel drug therapy and epidemiology. It will examine critical issues associated with expediting the development, accessibility and availability of treatments for retinal disorders. It aims to create the best educational environment possible, and 2018's key contributors include the most acclaimed experts. The five-day event gives delegates the chance to socialise and relax too, with the aim of bringing together people with a retinal disorder and their families, as well as ophthalmologists, optometrists, scientists and rehabilitation professionals. It's a chance for people from all over the world to connect and learn from one another. Some elements of the programme are yet to be confirmed but the Retina International website will be updated over the coming months. The main bulk of programme and scheduling information is available already, and we'll be writing a post-event report which we'll publish for our members. If you're planning to attend the Retina International World Congress, do let head office know. As usual, the Congress Organising Committee has arranged for subsidised travel and accommodation options for some qualifying delegates. You can learn more about this on the Congress website, There is a youth arm of this event and keynote speaker bios have been published. For more information visit retina2018newzealand.com or email a.crawshaw at auckland.ac.nz
1: RPFB Families Conference proves great success. RP Fighting Blindness held its first ever Families Conference in Milton Keynes earlier this year for families infected by inherited progressive sight loss. This free event saw 150 people attend from across the UK for a three-day programme of speaker presentations, interactive workshops, fun activities and Q&A sessions. The Families Conference was developed as a fully inclusive event to provide families affected by inherited retinal dystrophies the opportunity to meet and socialise in an informal setting and to learn more about the services and support available to them. Charities including Guide Dogs, Sense and RNIB ran workshop sessions and speakers included eminent researchers such as Professor Graham Black, Director of the Manchester Centre for Genomic Medicine, and Professor Andrew Webster, Consultant Ophthalmologist at UCL. Many other medical experts included Dr Marija Mazushi, Consultant Ophthalmologist at Moorfields, Rob Henderson, Paediatric Retinal Specialist, Bo Anderson, Child Educational Psychologist and Laura Ross, Children's and Genetic Eye Clinic Liaison Officer. RPFB trustees Rachel Stevens and Lucy Withington were in attendance, and many staff from head office came and helped run the event, giving delegates a chance to meet some of our team. Older children taking part in the weekend had the chance to go on an outdoor activities day at Caldecott Experience, consisting of sailing, archery, zorbing and canoeing. MK Don's inclusion team also ran activity sessions with football training, multi-sports and a Beat the Goalie competition. We wanted to encourage an open and positive atmosphere for the children, some of whom knew few or no other children with an IRD. We saw many friendships develop over the course of the weekend and are delighted that both child and adult delegates had such fun and made new connections with peers. Bhavini Makwana, RP Fighting Blindness ambassador and a Families Conference delegate herself, attended with her husband and two children. She commented, What a fantastic RP Fighting Blindness family conference, which proved to be a huge success. Lots of information shared, advice gained. It was well organised and I got to connect with people all going through the same fears, dilemmas, concerns and we're giving each other hope. We're truly delighted that our delegates had such a great time and that the event proved such a success, commented Teela Houlihan, Chief Executive at RP Fighting Blindness. Enabling peer-to-peer support is hugely important. By facilitating this event, we've allowed families, some of whom may have felt isolated, to socialise with and learn from one another. It's thanks to the support of our generous sponsors, including Spark Therapeutics and sight loss charity Victor, and with the help of so many volunteers like the MK Dons, that we were able to hold this event. Our most sincere thanks must go to everyone who contributed. An important part of the weekend was to gain feedback and information from families affected by progressive inherited sight loss, and to help shape the future direction of the charity's support services. The charity intends to grow its support and services remit over the coming years, and with the recent Families Conference being the first step in that journey. Track 8. Family Funds.
0: Could you set up a family fund for RP Fighting Blindness? Family funds are a great way to fundraise as a family or group, whilst also spreading the word about the charity in your local community. Your family fund will have its very own web page, allowing you to tell your story and raise your profile, all backed by our social media activity. You can choose your own name for your fund and associate your fundraising with a specific area of our work, e.g. research, support, helpline, or project-based activities. You will have support from Head Office, who will advise you on your fundraising activities and update you on the impact you are making. We can also provide various fundraising materials, including sponsorship forms, posters, balloons, collecting buckets, and tins, as well as t-shirts, running vests and cycle tops with the RPFB logo or brand. You will have access to dual branded or bestowed materials if required and support for your publicity and promotion. As well as being the first to hear about the latest opportunities within the charity such as marathon places and other activities, we are looking at exciting networking opportunities for family funds in the future. Hopefully these will enable you to meet other Family Fund members and share ideas and opportunities. To find out more about Family Funds, please visit our website or contact Emily on 01280 821 334 or emily at rpfightingblindness.org.uk Did you know you can download a fundraising pack on our website? It's full of hints and tips on how to run your own events, contains an A to Z of fundraising ideas, plus lists the material we can provide to help you and the ways we can support your efforts.
1: Paid for announcement by Focus for People Take part in market research and get paid for your opinions. We're a market research company based in London. Our clients are well-known companies that are looking for people to participate in website testing, plus looking at and testing new apps. We often need people who are visually impaired and require aids to be able to look at computer screens. If you live in or are able to get to central London, please email info at focusforpeople.com and we will advise you how to register your interest. You can also log on to our website www.focusforpeople.com. That's focus, F-O-C-U-S, 4 as in the number 4, people.com. We are registered with the Data Protection Act and at no time will your information be shared to any third parties without your consent. This advertisement is paid for by the company and its inclusion in this newsletter does not imply any preferential endorsement by RP Fighting Blindness. Track
0: 9 Staff Updates We are pleased to announce Deborah Lang, previously Trust's and Major Donor Manager, has been promoted to Senior Fundraising Manager. Emily Webb, previously Challenge Events Coordinator, is now our Fundraising Events Manager. We've welcomed a new member to the Fundraising Department too, in the form of Leanne Thomas, who is our new Fundraising Assistant. Denise Rawdon, previously Engagement and Support Officer, has been promoted to Volunteer Development Manager, and Vanessa Davis has been promoted to Development Manager. We look forward to welcoming a new member to the team in September in our services department. Anthony Moore, who is joining us from the National Deaf Children's Society, will be heading up the team initially. You can learn more about our plans for the services department on track one.
2: Functional retinal prothesis created from organic materials. An organic retinal prothesis has restored light perception in blind rats with retinitis pigmentosa without the need for complex hardware. The research team from the Italian Institute of Technology in Genoa combined an organic semiconductor which has photovoltaic properties in ambient light conditions with a conductive polymer to pass a generated electrical charge to the eye's nerve cells. Both are layered atop a silk substrate that allows the implant to heal onto the retina. We hope to replicate in humans and excellent results obtained in animal models, said lead researcher Grazia Pertile, MD. In a study published in Nature Materials, the team showed that rats exhibited signs of light sensitivity for as long as 6 to 10 months after implantation. After receiving the protheses, the RP rats displayed pupillary light reflexes close to that of normal rats, at as low as 4 lux, which is comparable to the ambient light outside at twilight. Positron emission tomography imaging of the rats' brains also demonstrated increases in basal metabolic activity within the primary visual cortex. How the electrical charges from the photovoltaic molecules are converted into nerve signals remains unknown. Another limitation is the inability to quantify the degree of sight restoration in an animal model. Nevertheless, the implant appears safe as there were no signs of inflammation in the rats and the implant stayed in place during follow-up.
0: Royal National College for the Blind, RNC, Case Study Joe Roper is a student at RNC and has X-linked RP. Joe and his family have traced their RP history into the 1800s, knowing that his granddad's uncle was affected. In Joe's family, there generally follows a similar route with sight deterioration, with sight lost in the mid to late 20s. It is sad to know that I have got around 10 to 14 years of sight left, but I have lived around blind people my whole life, so I am prepared. Most of the time I am not scared of it happening. I'd rather know I am going blind because I can adjust. There won't be the shock of blindness as there can be for people it happens to as the result of an accident. I am preparing for it, both mentally and physically, which is partly why I am at RNC. Joe is studying massage and complementary therapies at the college and is looking forward to returning home to Cambridgeshire after his second year at RNC to work as a self-employed masseur. He is realistic about his job expectations and knows that it will take a while for word of mouth to build up his clientele. I haven't found a type of massage I don't like. I've passed my anatomy and physiology and holistic massage parts of the course and i am currently studying reflexology and sports massage. Next year I will complete aromatherapy and Indian head massage, and then I will be able to offer clients any type of massage they wish. Joe has a passion for helping others, which was another reason why he wanted to attend RNC. He knew that he would not have the least sight amongst his peers, but he wanted to be able to offer them help whilst enough of his sight remains to allow him to do so. Students at RNC come from all over the UK with varying eye conditions. Each student has a personalised timetable that includes their academic or vocational course, leisure activities and work on improving their independence and mobility skills. For more information about RNC and its courses, visit www.rnc.ac.uk or call 01432 376621. Track 10.
1: Be My Eyes app. We've recently been made aware of an interesting free app designed for blind and partially sighted people, Be My Eyes. When launched, the app establishes a live video connection between blind and visually impaired users and sighted volunteers. Then, using their phone's camera, users are able to ask a volunteer at the other end of the connection to assist them, perhaps by reading something, advising of a potential hazard, or directing where something is. Be My Eyes has over half a million visually impaired users registered in 150 countries and is available in 90 different languages. There are no limits on the number of times you can use the service, which is currently available for download, in the Apple App Store, with an Android version in development. According to the Be My Eyes website, the service matches a user and a volunteer within 60 seconds, 90% of the time. You can learn more about this app, read testimonials, and discover how to volunteer as a sighted user by following this link. Virgin Sport Oxford Half Marathon, 8th of October
2: 2017. The Virgin Sport Oxford Half Marathon offers an incredible route through Oxford's glorious city centre, which will feature live music, local bands, and DJs at every mile. We have 10 places available. Join Team RP today.
0: Bath Half, 4th of March 2018. The Bath Half Marathon, or Bath Half as it is affectionately known, is one of the longest established and most popular city centre road events in the UK. We have ten places available. Join Team RP today. Contact Emily or Leanne on zero one two eight zero eight two one three three four or email fundraising at RPfighting Blindness or one word dot all dot UK for more details.
1: US Nanowire and Wireless Electronic Retinal Prosthesis Research American researchers are making progress on a retinal prosthesis that aims to restore functional vision to visually impaired people. The development could help people living with degenerative eye conditions, including RP, age related macular degeneration, and diabetic eye disease. The project is the result of a collaboration between a team of engineers at the University of California, San Diego, and the startup Nanovision Biosciences. The new prosthesis relies on two technological breakthroughs. Silicon nanowires mimic the light-sensing rods and cones to simultaneously sense light and stimulate the retina, while an external wireless device transmits power and data to the nanowires. NanoVision Biosciences' Chief Executive Officer Scott Thorogood said that existing retinal prostheses only gave patients the ability to detect light from shadows. We have a theoretical target of around 20 to 200, which is pretty good compared to people who think they can just see light and dark. You would have to have some useful vision with that kind of visual acuity, Mr Thorogood highlighted. Tests using a prototype device in rabbits showed responses to light stimulation in the visual cortex. Mr Thorogood said the researchers hope to begin clinical trials in humans within 18 months. We are very confident we have a device that's going to change the lives of people who cannot see, he said. Senior author and professor of bioengineering, Gert Kaufmanth, said the device was activated directly by light entering the eye at high spatial resolution. The prosthesis was powered and controlled by an external electrical signal. The technology was more responsive at low levels and allowed for the tailoring of stimulation levels to change in ambient lights and the specific needs of the patient, he explained. He also highlighted the long-term objective of the work was to drastically improve spatial resolution of retinal prostheses. Research describing the project is published in the Journal of Neural Engineering.